hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey everyone, before we dive into this episode to talk to you about my dear friend and episode sponsor, the incredible Jess Bubacoat. This absolutely one-of-a-kind manifester completely changed my life from the moment I met her. Like talk about initiating people into who they came here to be far out. So when I first came across Jess, I was convinced that I had no access to my intuition. In fact, I remember pleading with her to tell me how I could connect to it because according to my human design and my astrology and anything else that I was diving into, I was meant to be this hugely intuitive human. And as far as I could tell, inverted commas, um, I wasn't. So I joined one of her programs at the time and absolutely transformed my intuition. Not only did I discover that I'm hugely intuitive, but I also managed to to access a lot of the gifts that I didn't even realize I was already plugged into. Things like cold reading people, you know, being given a name and being able to tell you all of these really intimate details about this person that I'd never met. In fact, this particular person that I did this cold read for after Jess had taught me what to do, um, I received an amazing message because it was the best reading she'd ever had, you know, like, wow, blows my mind, right? Throughout this program, I learned to see and connect with people who had passed over. I connected with people's angels, their guides. I was able to give really powerful insights and guidance to to, to clients, um, and I still do to this day. In fact, it's built my confidence in 
my gifts that I can trust these things that just drop in or just a knowing or a vision that I see. So the other part that Jess has just really amplified into is really being able to guide clients through her um, solopreneur activation sessions to get massive clarity around authenticity and business, okay? And through this process, Jess uses obviously human design and the, G key, the gene keys to um, help you really tap into your intuition. Now, as I'm going down that the gene keys rabbit hole at the moment, I thought it would be amazing if she could just give me her insights, take me through my pearl sequence, um, because this is all about purpose and um, abundance, which is one of the areas of my life where I feel like um, I'm doing well, but I want to amplify it. I really want to find out my uniqueness within this place. And I'd been learning my pearl sequence. So I check in with Jess and I said, could you just do my pearl sequence for me? Because I'd love to see your insights. And Wow. It was an absolute game changer. It was so powerful, even though I'd been studying these things to really hear her insights. And I really believe that that's got a lot to do with, you know, being that manifester that initiates us into our purpose, into our authenticity. So if any of this sounds awesome to you, please go check out the show notes, dive into her website, book a, a session with her, like either a solopreneur activation session or an intuitive guidance session. And I think if you're super quick, you might even make it into one of her programs she's got open at the moment, which is like, I think like a, a mastermind type program. So yeah, enjoy and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Oh, my goodness, I'm so excited to share a, a story with you and really to touch base with what's going on uh, in my world and the feedback that I'm getting that this is a really universal experience that's happening right now. So what I want to say is you guys may or may not have paid attention and noticed that May was not a great month for me. I found it really challenging. I found myself you know, my emotional wave was more present than not. Um, I felt that there was a real, like, I couldn't achieve or manifest the things that I wanted to manifest. And I was really like stuck in the mind, in thinking and focusing on what I didn't want. The first reason I want to share this with you is I want you to know that everybody has these experiences. It's not whether we, you know, we have them or we don't have them. It's how fast we can transition from being in a conditioned state or the not self or identified with the mind into this place where we can start to really listen to the body again and uh, allow our authority to start to guide us. So May sucked a little bit for me. However, June has been really incredible. It's been an incredible month and it's been like a switch for me. Now I've shared, I've met so many people this month. I've had so many conversations and I'm hearing this same story that everybody's like, I'm feeling the expansion. But there is a really important piece that you guys need to understand is that so often when we expand, this is the time that we need to take the leap of faith. We have to trust that the... Um, the correct people, well, the people that we need will be there when we need them. We have to trust that the money will be there when we need it. We have to trust that whatever looks like it's not ideal is for the greater good. And this is a time that our old behaviors will try to jump in and take over. 
Let me give you an example. So right now I am feeling this massive expansion to the point where there are things, so many things that I have found the the specialist, the person, the the knowledge, whatever I need to move forward on a certain thing, like a a website. Um, I'm just about to sign up with um, this amazing financial coach. Um, There's also the book writing. There's all of these things. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I even met the most incredible person today that I'm like, oh my God, yes. So my cycle and my emotional authority are like giving me green light, green light, green light. Yep, 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 yep. Now, in my external reality, um, I made a choice to really focus all my attention on HDX and start to build HDX. And in that process, I, um, you know, that was the thing that I was finding incredibly challenging because I was so in the mind and I was so focused on, you know, getting this inverted commas right um, and my messaging right and, you know, all of these things right. And I'm doing invert, inverted commas for those that can't see me. Um And in that process, completely lost my authenticity. I completely lost that trust and faith in something greater than me to sort of guide me where I need to go and to really connect into what Taylor and I joke about the rant, you know, like when I am just on, I'm just on and I'm sharing, um, you know, it's coming through me. It's not something I'm thinking about. So in this process, I'm all focused on HDX. I'm all in the mind. This was sort of the back end of June as well, early May. I have this really big awareness that um, it's time to let go of all the things that I should be and trying to fit myself into um, other people's frameworks per se. And what was really interesting about this, I did this in pure um, MG style. So I got an insight that I had to throw out the rule book per se. Like I have had to stop trying to fit myself into someone else's model and actually start to trust in my authority, my uniqueness, where I'm being guided to go. Now, I, of course, at that point, being an emotional authority um, and being a generator or a manifesting generator, but a generator type fundamentally, I didn't act on it. I wrote it down. And then I just started to get all the external clues. Like even um, my friend Jess Barbaco literally said, you know, your energy was different. Awesome. Okay. So I'm starting to get these conversations around certain things. Then I get um, this feedback about literally the, the words that I got from this person and you're going to hear from her on the podcast soon. She's freaking mind-blowing. She does the Akashic Records. And the words that came from her mouth is you have to throw out all the models and just do you. You're not designed to fit into a niche. You're not designed to fit into a certain way of doing things. You have to throw that out. Um, So I'm getting all these external, uh, what I call external clues, but really for me, it's that confirmation. And as an MG, that gives me the opportunity to respond to something external of me. So I put that stuff down. I instantly feel the expansion and I can feel that expansion. I have this I also have this ability I I can feel into the future. It's something I've always done my entire life. I just didn't realize I was doing it. And again, um, I keep getting the external clues or something um, outside of me. Another person said to me, literally without them knowing anything about me or knowing this about me, they said, I can feel that you pull threads from the future. I'm like, oh my God, that's totally what I do. So again, I have the thoughts. I have the insights. um, I write them down. And then I get like the universe confirming all the things in my external world. So I have something to respond to. And it's just like 
the universe giving me those, you know, um, like at the airport when they those old batons that they used to use, like, yep, this way, or the lights, you know, uh, setting the planes in a certain direction. That's what the universe is doing, right? So I'm heading in this direction. I'm feeling this expansion. I've put down the old way. I've really like, yes, and Taylor and I are really like, okay, this is where we're going. Then I put out the, pe- the podcast with Frank Ellerady, and you all go nuts for it. And I'm like, wow, there's the evidence I needed. Because in that podcast recording, I was absolutely me. I'd put down fear, ego, conditioning, what I should say, how I should behave, all of those things that had been playing. They'd been, they had arrived again and they do. They always arrive when we're going to the next level. So please know that this is really normal, okay? And I get the feedback. Like you guys went off. I got so many messages about that podcast. And I appreciate that he's amazing and he really is amazing. However, there was also that energy of like, I'm back. And someone literally even said to me on one of my lives, she she said, wow, you're back. Your energy's back. I don't know where you've been, but you're back. So this this is all going on. This is all happening. I can feel the expansion, all of this stuff. Um, And in this process, we've been, um, you know, growing our um, investment portfolio. We've been putting money into all of these other places where we can start to get our money to work for us. Then our dog gets sick. And right in this place where everything's flowing, everything's moving, we know where we're going, I've got out of the the fear, I'm into the flow, and he gets sick. And he goes into, he's just gone into hospital. Um, He's literally in hospital right now with a tube in his throat, uh, breathing through a tube. He's got um, a big lump in his throat. This particular injectable was meant to work. It didn't work. So we're going down this really long road. I mean, and it's a financial, a significant financial, like five-figure financial investment by the time we're finished um, and emotionally incredibly challenging because obviously we are all very attached to our both of our dogs, but he's just been a real guiding light, not only for me, but for, for Justin as well. And my eldest um, is particularly attached to him. They both are. So we're going down this, and this is the place where most people get tripped up, right? Because they're like, oh, God, just when I started to get momentum, this happens. Now, this is what I really want you to hear. I've given you all the backstory, but this is the important point. This is a place that I have got really freaking good at. The moment this happens, I'm like, oh, God, I am all in. I surrender. Because I no longer can see the path. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know um, what steps I need to take, blah, blah, blah. So I surrender. I surrender. And the moment I surrender, it's like the freaking magic happens. It's like my channel opens. It's like all of the pieces come together. Um, And, you know, we're now in this place where this expansion is so freaking exciting you know, the whole um, the whole business is growing and I, there's so many things I want to share with you but I just can't share them with you yet except to say that there's really exciting times coming and this comes from this place of total surrender. I actually had a bit of a giggle at myself like, wow, Emma, you're really good at surrendering in a place where you've been, I don't know, what's the word? Um, I'm going to say crisis just because, you know, I have the 36. 
Um, so just build a muscle around surrender when all th- when things are all sweet, you know, like or that place in between, you know, when the energy, especially as a, an MG or a generator type, I'm um, growth and then plateau, growth and then plateau, especially in the plateau. That's a time to really that I feel like for me personally, I need to build that muscle of surrender because I'm really good when the chips are down. I'm really good when we're flying high, but when not much is happening, that's the time that I can. Um, you know, the, the, that's where I will feel the most challenged. So anyway, I really wanted to share that story with you because I know that there's so many, I just have had this, this, everyone's feeling this expansion coming. Um, Everyone's feeling like they're about to go to the next level. Everyone's sort of looking for like, this is a time. um, And, and I will say, we are just about to talk mastermind. I am so freaking excited about our mastermind because in my world, like I'm fucking, I mean, I'm not meant to say that, am I? I am literally signing up for everyone. I am ready. I'm doing this amazing program with Lisa Messenger. I'm doing um, this incredible personal private coaching with this financial coach. Um, We're doing, I'm doing stuff with my book. It's all just massive, massive expansion. So this is the time if you feel it, like if you want to get on our mastermind, it's going to be a game changer. It's going to be even bigger than ever before. Um, there's so many new pieces I'm going to bring into it because as you can hear, I'm really lit up and excited. I've been doing so much study and going down rabbit holes. And you know what? Blowing my own mind because I'm going back to my own chart. And I think this is where the power is, is that when we have this, when we give it time and we trust our strategy and authority, and then we have the opportunity to, to follow our strategy and authority for a while. And we actually have time to sit with our design and look at certain parts of it. We can reflect back. Then we can see what is true for us, how we express certain energies. And I've got actually um, uh, an amazing training. It's going to be a big training, um, really accessible for everyone um, coming up in a, in a few weeks time where I'm going to help you really understand your purpose and how to use human design to, to, to know and align to your purpose. But the thing is, is that this, I really just want to inspire all of you that this is a time where you can really move from the mind, the chaos, the clutter, the, I can't trust myself. I can't trust my authority. I don't know my authority. I can't feel my authority to this place where we can get you really embodied and, starting to reconnect to your power. And once you start to step into your power, that's when you become your own guru. And the way I'm going to do that for you is continue to make human design super simple so you don't get lost in the mind, in the knowledge. You actually integrate it and you live from this place of power. You know, I felt so powerless as a kid, you know, that, you know, whether it was my body image, whether it was uh, my learning difficulties, whether it was friends, I always felt so powerless. And what's been really amazing about my journey over my life so far is that ability to take back my power and living in a world of chaos, yet feeling really like I've got this, you know, my decisions are my decisions. And I come from a place of, um, although I don't need to know all the answers or have all the clarity, I can really back myself. I'm in my power. And I just want everyone to have that because I know that as we move towards the new paradigm, This is going to be the game changer because the more we love, trust, and accept ourselves, the more we're going to create a world of love, trust, and acceptance. Anywho, thank you so much for listening to that. I have got an amazing, I know I've been talking a long time, but I've got an amazing 
episode coming up. It's the next in our series of uh, centers. It is the solar plexus and Cass Russell talks so beautifully to the undefined solar plexus. She talks to before human design and she talks after human design, which has been incredibly powerful. I think so many of you with an undefined solar plexus will really resonate with the story and be able to glean some gold from Cass and how she's navigated it. So enough from me on this rant. And I will leave you to listen to the rest of this episode. Enjoy. Now, today we have the next in our centers series. And let's be honest, it's a center we've talked a little bit about. We're going to be talking about the solar plexus. Um, And today, as I'm a defined solar plexus, today I have the amazing Cass Russell with me to talk about from an undefined perspective. Welcome, Cass. Thank you. Very excited for this discussion. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, Cass was on our current panel or our last our panel in HDX, which was super fun. Um, do you want to let people know your human design? Beautiful. Yep. So I'm a 5-1 pure generator and I am obviously open in the solar plexus and I'm open in the throat. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. So for those of you playing along out there, maybe you're new to human design, I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview. So The solar plexus, it is always going to be the first in the hierarchy of authority. So if you're defined in the solar plexus, it is your authority. Um, It is also an awareness center, which means that it does carry um, this uh, a depth to it, okay, like the the spleen and the the ajna does as well. The solar plexus, I feel like, gets... um, I don't know. We it's misunderstood. It's a super power, powerful energy, but because of its inconsistency and it's an emotional wave, I feel like it's one that can be a little bit tougher to pin down. So today we're going to have a conversation um, that's going to help anyone who has a defined or an undefined solar plexus either navigate it for themselves or navigate it for those around them. So let's kick off with a really simple question. Um, did you or do you consider yourself an emotional person, Cass? Um, I did before I found human design. I thought I was a very emotionally unstable person and I couldn't, I felt like no two days were the same and I just didn't know when I was just going to be like, Phew, just emotional low depths of the depths. <laughs> like, yeah, so very much. Yeah. I, I think this is. I think this is so fascinating because when we ask this sort of the first obvious question with all the defined centers, the undefined uh, person always says yes, you know, and the knowledge would say that you wouldn't identify with it. But the truth is, and the panel was the same, like everyone was like, yes, I did. I absolutely used to. And what I think is really fascinating about what you just said is like, you didn't know how you're going to feel from day to day. From a defined solar plexus, like, I know I'm always riding an emotional wave, but I'm really aware of like, I will feel like this at this time. It's no surprise when I'm on a high. It's no surprise when I'm on a low. It's like, yeah, I know this, this old friend, it's me. It it feels like me. Um, It can be a pain in my ass sometimes, but I totally don't feel like it comes left of field. So I think this is one of the first things to understand is that if you're undefined, you could still identify with being quite an emotional person. I mean, I remember the most emotional client I've ever, ever had 
in thousands of hours of coaching um, was wide open in the solar plexus, you know, and she was so conditioned. She came from a huge family and the poor thing had literally been processing like 10 other humans' emotions since she was itsy bitsy. So, yeah, of course she thought she was emotional, uh, but it was just conditioning. What I love about what you said is before human design. So do you want to talk a little bit to now you understand your design um, and you know that you're not really an overly emotional person, what specifically changed for you? Um, so when I fully um, understood that I wasn't an emotional person, it was I was at a really critical point in my relationship with my eldest son, who's about to turn 13, and he is emotionally defined. So we had moved into a caravan. We were in a really small space. We could not get away from each other's aura. And our relationship, we were just, we were butting heads. We were super frustrated. Like I just, I was so mad at him just all the time. Like he would just, before he even woke up, I was just angry at him. And I just didn't understand why. And if someone was to look at me from the outside and observed me as a mother, because at that stage we had two children and I was pregnant with our third, um, I mothered or interacted with our second child who's open in the solar plexus very differently. So I would just like, Oh, so mad at my first son. And I could just like, just get really, really angry. And yet I could just turn to my younger son and just talk to him so calmly, just super peaceful. There was no charge there. And so it was like, that's what really began my um, reconditioning journey because Mm -hmm. it was that friction in the relationship with my eldest son, which was obviously affecting our whole family life. Mm -hmm. um, That yeah, it was the beginning of the unraveling of those emotions. So, um, sorry, what was the question? I feel like I went a bit on tangent. No, no, no. It's actually perfect. Just to talk about what's specifically different, but you talked about your son. I think this is really powerful because what it demonstrates and like, was it at around the time he was 13, did it get worse or did you just start to notice that you felt that way? So he's about to turn 13 next week but he was about to turn 12 when I noticed that it was like our relationship was really, it had been building for many, many years. And I had been, so, so previous to this, I had been to psychologists, hypnosis, EFT tapping. I had done all types of coaching. I had done everything to fix myself because I felt like the worst mother because I could not, I had no compassion for him. I had no sympathy. I couldn't, I couldn't hold him when he hurt himself. I didn't want to be near him when he hurt himself because his emotional wave was so strong like Mm. I just couldn't be the mother that I like just I just couldn't and so I tried so hard to fix myself over like four or five years and yet I'd walk out of those sessions thinking oh I just brought up a memory and I must have healed it and now our relationship's gonna be great and then I see him and I'm like brah (laughs) like Mm. the friction and the the energetic buildup in my body was so strong like I just couldn't contain it so it was, I mean, he was entering, it was entering, um, you know, adolescence Puberty, as well. Yeah, yeah. So of course he has hormones and all that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And a big yeah. life shift and I was pregnant, but it really came to a head, but it was a buildup from a whole life. It wasn't like everything was fine and rosy and then it wasn't, it was yeah. 12 years of buildup. Yeah. And I think this is really fascinating because, um, you know, this, this A, that you, you're going off to fix yourself um and really all that's happening is you're reflecting back in energy you know you're amplifying and reflecting back in energy and having boys myself like I totally get it you know the testosterone boosts at certain points um you know our eldest is going through it at the moment and I literally have to just turn to him like I don't know how many times a day go 
please don't yell at me. And he'll be like, oh, I'm yelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, so for me personally, just on the flip side, I think this is really interesting and I'm going to go down the mother road. Um, cause what I'm hearing you say is like that you just have this, you've had this experience of it's almost like the emotion that you feel in his aura is too much. It's like, you can't handle it. So the, the mind had made this decision. Okay. Um, then I won't, I'll just sort of shut it off. I'll just completely shut that off. Yeah. Um, me as a mum, having a defined solar plexus, one of the things that like for me, so I, I've always been, and I would say I'm an emotional being. Um, a lot of people don't probably know me as overly emotional, but I am. Um, and as a mother, oh my God, like super emotional because I'm like the thing that triggers the, the solar plexus for me is sleep, tiredness. If I'm tired, it's amplified. But what I thought was really fascinating um, for me was once I came to human design, I would notice my behavior mirrored in my children. So if I, and this is where I really started to go, oh my God, if I just take responsibility for my emotions, not indulging, not repressing, feeling, but no stories, no carry on, no complaining, um, then life is much sweeter, even to the point where I'd say it's probably, probably about 18 months ago. I was in a mood and I was like, screw it. And I literally threw a big tantrum about something and I yelled and I screamed and I slammed things on the table and I stamped my feet. And my youngest, Oscar, was in his room. He had absolutely no idea what was going on. He walked into the room and all of a sudden threw a massive tantrum, which is exactly the replica of what I'd just been doing. And I was like, yeah, there's that reminder. So it's fascinating just to see it on both sides, you know? Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how, um, you know, I just spoke to before, like I'm really aware of how emotion feels in my body. Um, For me personally, you know, other people's emotions don't scare me. I can hold space for other people's emotions. Um, I'm super, you know, as a coach, um, I do that a lot. I don't. I don't feel other people's emotion. I come from a place of compassion, so you know, I'm at, I'm not attached to them feeling any different. But it, I, I think that that's a large part of having that defined solar plexus. And an undefined solar plexus in a coach is also a good thing. So don't, you know, don't misconstrue listeners. Um, but the thing for me is it's really consistent. I know how my emotions feel. I actually, now that my, you know, mental health is healed, like from when I was in my 20s, um, I, I quite like it. I don't mind the emotional roller coaster. I feel like it also helps me to um, emote, to connect, to write and to sing and do all these things that that I feel like help me connect to myself and let go of things. And not that I can do very do very good at the singing or anything like that, but you know what I mean. Um so emotion to me feels really, it's really fine in my body. I'm really okay with it. It feels safe and it feel, and I know what to expect. But what does it feel like for you when, you know, okay, let's talk about living in a caravan because um, I know what that's like, um, traveling around, you know, doing this adventure. How does that feel in your body with all those different, you know, defined, because there's more than one defined solar plexus in your family, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel? We're a family of five and there's three defined solar plexus and two open. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, um, before I understood, 
um, that I was not an emotional person. Obviously, I very much identified with being emotional. And how it felt is like it felt like I just had these periods of and I didn't know when they were coming and they were really overwhelming. I would feel like there was just this really heavy cement blanket energetically like on my body and it would feel really suffocating and I would get really, really hot and my skin would go really red and it was like I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it off me. Like it was just so intense and the feeling inside of my body was just like, oh, just like churning and oh, it just felt just wrong. But I had developed coping mechanisms because I had two emotionally defined parents Mm. growing up. So very young, I developed coping mechanisms to try and squash that feeling. Um, And that one growing up was and has only just like I've just been like healing that since I've learned about open is like binge eating because that felt like I could distract myself from the actual feeling in my body. Um, And it was like I could make myself feel sick by binge eating, but that feeling of sickness felt better to me than what it felt like having other people's emotions stuck on me. So it was a vicious cycle. Um, But when I then learned that I was not emotional and also at the same time understanding that I'm a generator, so I'm designed to move, those two things together was like a light bulb. It's like, okay, so if these emotions are on me, how do I get them, quote, unquote, off me? Because they're not mine. So I started to realize that when I move my body, that's how they circulate out of my system. Another way that I can get them out of my system really quickly is if by swimming in really cold water, like fresh cold water, like ocean swimming is great because the waves just like pounded out of me. I come out of the ocean like a new person, like fresh waterfall, creek, lake. Um, And my family know that if I'm overwhelmed with emotions, they're like, we need to go for a swim. We need to get in the water. We need to go for a walk. Like even my five-year-old who's open knows now, like, mummy, the emotions are on me. We need to move. So it's That's so good. Yeah. It's become like a, a real language in our house of um like when we are overwhelmed, we need space. Obviously in a caravan it's challenging, but we do our best to try and give each other give each other space because um yeah, that and then as I started to recondition my solar plexus and started to really just like shed like 33 years of other people's emotions. Like they say binge eating is like eating your emotions. And I was like, my binge eating has been eating everyone else's emotions. Like yeah. I wasn't even eating mine. This yeah. is ridiculous. So I was like reconditioning like 33 years of emotions and letting it go. And as I was letting it go, the feeling, the visceral feeling in my body shifted. So what the, the cement blanket wasn't as heavy. I didn't get as hot and I could, I could feel it a lot quicker than before, before I could just like, whew, I wouldn't notice until I was at the fridge, like, stuffing chocolate in my face and be like oh Mm. shit I'm like um I've got emotions on me and now my myself and my son my oldest son we're actually at this point now where we can laugh about his wave which we could never do before it was very serious Mm. and like I've been a serious person my whole life because I just didn't have any room in my physical body for joy like it just was not there at all so it's been a reconditioning for him learning what he needs to do because he's an MG, so he needs to move every day. Like if he doesn't mm. move, his waves are intense. If he's not um, using his energy in a creative way or something that's fun to him, if he's not moving his body, if he's not drinking, eating, sleeping, they're very, very intense. He has the two ratchet waves. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, I can feel like now when I'm like, oh, like I can, I can catch myself in the moment. I'm like, oh, like 
your writer's about to go off. <laughs> and he's like, yep. And he'll like go off and do something. Like sometimes it doesn't work like that. And sometimes we're busy with life and it's just like there's a, you know, explosion between us and his or him and his younger brother or whatever. But we're a lot quicker to catch it and we can laugh about it now. Yeah. And like sometimes his ratchet, he, he says to me now his ratchet is like a switch. So it used to be a massive meltdown. It used to be he'd somehow intentionally or unintentionally hurt himself and that would cause his ratchet to go off. But now it's like it can build and I can feel it building. We'll start getting a bit cranky at each other and then it'll just be like a switch. We'll just be bang. And then he's just completely calm. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, the switch flicked. And he's just off in his merry way. Like yeah, well, it was that. never, yeah, but it was, it used to be very high friction at the point of the ratchet exploding. <laughs> Yeah, well, and this is the thing, isn't it? Because now he actually has the language. Now he actually has the awareness of what's going on. And I think that this is the difference or this is the power that we can give our kids. We It's hilarious because it's the same in our family, just the other way around. Like um, my littlest, who's always asking for something, he's always asking for something. He'll say, mum, so there's this thing. Now, I won't ask you to tell me now. I'll let you sleep on it. But you know, or, um, you know, I will have had a really long day or something and um, we'll all be sort of in the house or something and something will happen and my eldest will literally put an arm around me and go, leave mum alone. She's in her emotional low, you know, like, and it's so beautiful that we can actually have these open conversations because we're not making anyone else wrong. We're not making ourselves wrong. We're, nothing's broken. Um, and, of course, like I love what you, your son said about the switch because the only reason why they, they get bigger and bigger and bigger is the stories that we tell and the amount of time we invest in our mind in the high or in the low. But if we're just like, oh, this is just a way my wave moves, so it's just a movement of energy, once it's moved, it's moved. It doesn't. We don't need the story. We don't need everything else that goes mm-hmm. with it. So I think that that's so, so super powerful. Um, And really, you know, I think that's the other thing is we talk so much about feeling your emotions, but again, it's a really fine line. Um, One of the things I've been, I've been doing a lot of diving deep into the heart, learning all about the heart and things like this, which I will do a podcast on. And, you know, I've got to the point where I've just learned how, you know, our inner child is these neuro neuropeptides in our body and how we can literally just release these neural peptides and they get trapped in the way they get trapped because of, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves um, post-trauma. And we can easily, there are ways that we can very simply and easily move those neuropeptides. Um, and what happens is then they just release. It's just energy. And I think this is one of the things that we have to understand is that Even if you're an emotional being or not an emotional being, there's a large part of you have to take responsibility for your emotions. And I don't mean repress them and I don't mean, um, you know, like try, you know, keep them to yourself or anything like that. But what I mean is you have to be really conscious about the story that you create, the meaning that you create, all of those things, because that is a massive impact not only on your emotional wave as a defined person but on those around you so one of the things that I'm super curious about with the solar plexus and we did talk about this on the panel is that I'm curious about with undefined centers sometimes because of the inconsistency um, that there it can be harder to let go of things so when you've been through like emotional healing journey and you've spoken about that um, already, 
have you found that you've gone around, you know, gone around a few times to let go, to let go of things? Or do you find that it's kind of like once it's done, it's done? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think just before when you're talking about indulging, like it can be very easy with an open solar plexus to indulge because it's like, I feel like shit, it's stuck on me, I'll just stay here. And then that's the excuse then not to do anything or not to do the thing you're wanting to do, whatever, grow, whatever it is, you know, work Mm. on that thing. Um, So, yeah, in terms of letting go, I think that's a really interesting question because I feel like once I learned that I was open in the solar plexus, my actual sort of focus has just been in my day-to-day interactions and like healing that relationship with my son and my partner who's also defined and I haven't really I don't know how to explain it I haven't really gone to those super deep depths from my earlier life from trauma that I experienced as a young child or trauma in my first abusive marriage um because I've just been so in this like in this right now so I don't know if it's just organically healed within that process because like I used to look at my son and be very triggered by him because he reminded me of his dad and that was an abusive relationship and he did something the other day and I was like I'm not triggered at all but I had tried for so long to let that go and I just couldn't and it was like it's like in the process of healing my day-to-day it's just like now I think about it's just organically healed those past emotions does that make sense? Yeah, it makes 100% sense because I think one of the biggest things is that so, you know, the trigger is always about you and not about the other. So you say that the trigger is, you know, but it's because on some level you're accusing yourself of a bad decision that you made in the past, you know, whereas you've done the work on you to, to heal yourself and therefore you don't accuse yourself of that consciously or unconsciously anymore. So that makes Mm. perfect sense. Um, what I think is also, um, really sort of confirms this as well is it's like I think when we have undefined centres, um, we just tend to come at things from a couple of different directions. Like like you say, you've done lots of work on it, um, you've tried lots of, of ways to process emotion, to feel emotion, to avoid emotion. Um, it's kind of been this journey of coming, uh, trying it in a number of different ways and maybe a few times. Whereas with a defined solar plexus, I know for me, um, you know, emotion, like the heal, a lot of my healing is because I have an undefined, um, like fear has been a massive player for me. So I've got an undefined spleen and I've got an undefined head and ajna. So it's been very, you know, like mental health was a big yeah. part for me because I had to just, you know, like keep turning up, keep turning up, keep turning up. Mm. Um, but when it comes to emotion, like my emotion piece, like once it's done, it's done. You know, it just literally, it's ready to move on here. So I think this is another thing that's really interesting. Like if you are an undefined um, solar plexus, I think one of the counterintuitive things is that you just, even though you're not the emotional one, you are going to have or give yourself time to go over the healing you know, a couple of times or from different directions or whatever it is, because you're literally cleaning out conditioning that is not innate to you. It, it belongs to someone else. So it's kind of like coming at it from different directions can be um, 
you know, the way to get all of those bits, if that makes sense. Those bits is my technical term. Does that (laughs) resonate with you? Yes, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to ask, because being an emotional, uh, sorry, yeah, having a defined solar plexus is one of the things that I can be very clear on is that I don't have a lot of clarity when it comes to, like clarity to me means, as I always joke, 86% sure. When you you make decisions and that sort of thing, like do you have a sense of like clarity, like, yep, this is it? How does that feel in your body? Totally. So we just had this happen like two days ago and my partner is obviously emotional so he needs to percolate and work through his process and we got offered an opportunity and I was like, hell yes. <laughs> in the moment my body was like, like it was just pure relief as well as excitement. It was like. I don't even know how to describe the two, but it was just like expansive, like, yes. And then my head's going, girl, you need to wait because like Rob is next to me and I could just see like his open head. It needs to move through his open head. I have a defined head. It needs to move through his emotion away. So I'm like, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. (laughs) Don't hound him. It needs to percolate. Let him percolate. So it's, I feel like one of the greatest challenges of not having emotional authority is being like waiting because like my son needs to wait, my partner needs to wait, and now my daughter will need to wait. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. And, And this is a beautiful conversation too, because it's nice to be able to have that awareness, you know, have that awareness because it's the same in our um, family, like just literally is like, because he's splenic. So he's just like, let's do this right now. And I'm like, I'm literally like a bunny in headlights. Like, um, I, don't, I don't, I can't compute that. So it's really cool to be able to have those conversations. And both my boys are sacral. So there's a lot of like fast, instant, whatever energy um, and one of the things that really does trigger if I'm even close to an emotional low is that sense of confusion that I can feel when everyone else is certain and I'm not certain. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's really beautiful to be able to have those conversations and give each other the space. Cause I know even in my, um, you know, working relationship, I'm, um, emotional and Taylor's not, she's a pure, um, sacral. So, it's, you know, and she's, the way she manages, if you like, my solar plexus is beautiful because she'll just drop things in the telegram or get, can I have an answer on this when you're ready? Or what do you think about this? Or, um, so it's really powerful just to be able to give the people that you work with, live with, love, um, that space, because it does really feel like a bunny in headlights. If you're the one with the defined solar plexus and someone wants an answer straight away. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, so what would you say is the superpower of your solar plexus? Um, yeah, this question really got me thinking in the panel. Um, I think the superpower for me is that I can read people. Um, Mm. now that I understand it before, before human design, I just assumed that everyone hated me because as soon as I met someone, I could feel their emotions. And I just assumed that literally everyone in the world hated me. And I had to like somehow prove that no, like me, like me. But now when I meet someone, I'm like, they have an emotional wave. They have an emotional wave. Mm. (laughs) Like I can just, I can just see the mannerisms and I can feel it like energetically from their body. And I just think like, what an incredible 
yeah, just what an incredible superpower that like I can feel that now and I can I have language to articulate what it is. Yeah. And like the people that are coming into my aura um at the moment or people that I'm meeting are particularly mums who are emotionally drained and having emotional friction with their children. And I'm just like, been there. Like, <laughs> I got you. Like <laughs> yeah so I feel like the superpower is something then that I can share with others because I can just feel it and resonate so deeply yeah yeah I love that um and on the panel you tell a beautiful story about how you and your your um other son undefined son have that you know anyway I'll save it for anyone who joins HGX (laughs) it's beautiful um and from my point of view look I think I think and I said this on the panel like the superpower of a defined solar plexus for me really is that it's kind of taught me everything. It's taught me how to feel. One of the biggest challenges in my entire life has been I cut off emotion. I cut off feeling. Um, you guys have heard me say on the podcast before, I literally, to the point where when I broke my arm as a kid, I didn't feel it. Like I I was avoiding feeling because I couldn't control or I couldn't um, express my emotions because I grew up in a family where you didn't show emotion. Um, and to be honest, the deconditioning process has really given me the freedom and, and it, it happened or it started for me long before I came to human design, but my solar plexus has definitely been, um, a great friend because it's really taught me how to feel and to accept myself and to, um, you know, it's the thing that we're going into this new paradigm. We're moving from our mind, we're moving from survival and we're moving into this, this feeling place where, we're going to be doing everything. I mean, we manifest from the way we feel. Um, so it's for me, it's been an incredible teacher, not always easy, but really has taught me how to feel and, de- and deepen that that ability to feel into who I am, why I'm here and, um, you know, all of the answers to the big questions. So I love it. Beautiful. So before we finish up, I just want to remind you, remember where the undefined centers, where you're in your undefined centers, you want to build your trust in the universe because it's just going to feel inconsistent sometimes. So you need to be able to build the trust in the universe. And when it comes to defined centers, this is where you're going to build the trust in yourself. Really back yourself, back your energy, know that you, you know, it's there to support you all the time. Cass, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh my God, it was so much fun. We should definitely do this again. And apparently you're about to move up close to me very soon. So I'll see you soon. (laughs) Yes, you will. (laughs) Thanks everyone for joining us on this episode. And I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.